Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. Give us a call, 859-280-2287. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White on the phone with Larry Vaught. We just wrapped up a great interview there with UK softball head coach Rachel Lawson, broke down the roster, uh, pieces she was confident in moving forward, some of the superstars on the team, uh, the uh, dynamic of the transfer portal and how you juggle playing time and keeping kids happy while also you know adding pieces. Uh, Anthony, I thought it was a great, great interview and uh, uh, very excited to have her back on later this summer. Yeah, I really like Rachel Lawson. If I call a coach or my homie, that means I've either had a good interaction with you or I like the way you put down, hey, I like the way you laid the lumber. And, uh, you know, we've had her on the show before. She took my seat. So basically the way we're set up now, we're set up on the indoor. I go over to peep out baseball. She's supposed to do a segment. I come back, or softball, I come back. She's sitting in the seat. I look at her. She looks at me. Go ahead, coach. You can have the seat. I go back over there and get in their softball practice. So I watch her on the sideline. She's bouncing around. Her ponytails bouncing around. I was like, she looks like a little girl. But, man, when something goes wrong, <laughs> man, the, the face she has, I'm like, dang, she's intense. So I, I, I just like her personality. I like – but everything she explained is uh, is what you want out of a coach. Like, she understands, and that's why I asked her that. Well, if things didn't go this way – and did I learn from it? Do I know going forward what we're going to do? Same way in the football game. If they're going to bring pressure, next time, you know, on fourth down, or if we had third down, fourth down last year, and uh, I can't remember which game it was. And we they brought pressure and we mm-hmm. weren't prepared for it. I've been prepared for pressure on fourth down since my sophomore year. We went to Mississippi State, lost, because after that situation, this is something's always in the back of my mind. So I just wondered if they lost, and she felt like it was flukish, or we lost, and I know what we got to work on. We're going to make adjustments or at least put something in our lunch pail when we come to work every day. She had an answer for everything, and uh, Larry, I appreciate you setting that one up. So here's the deal. We have uh, just here a couple more minutes left in this segment. We have Frederick Douglass head coach Nathan McPeak coming on here at 10-15. Uh, very excited to talk about, you know, Dane Key and some of the other, uh, you know, Frederick Douglass pieces that are, on the UK football roster, that pipeline they have brewing over there. But uh, I, before we, you know, as we kind of transition into football topic, I do, uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot of news that came out this week. Some, you know, both not necessarily good at all. Uh, you, you got the news of Alabama wide receiver Javon Baker not going to make it on campus. He uh, is is not. Uh, I don't know. There's some behind the scenes stuff going on, but 
He is not uh, no longer committed to the University of Kentucky. He went on social media and I think was kind of frustrated that uh, that news broke for him and then said uh, he put on uh, his Instagram story, Anthony, um, the, uh, they decommitted from me. And I thought that was kind of interesting verbiage there. Uh, he was like, well, guess i got to go find a, a different school. But that was clearly a, a player that UK was uh, expecting to be, to be a, a standout this, this year at the wide receiver position. And then also there was the report of uh, Chris Rodriguez. His status is uh, reportedly up in the air going into this offseason. Nothing is confirmed. There aren't any details public. We're not even going to speculate on what those details are. But – the, the report was that there, the eligibility, not of eligibility, his availability was in question, and so we're not going to talk about the the details of that. But Anthony, I think it is important to at least discuss. Okay, uh, maybe it's a suspension, maybe it's you know a long term thing. When you think of the pieces behind Chris Rodriguez, I think uh, you know you got to discuss who do you think can step up in, in his absence if it is an absence, if it's a, a couple game suspension, if it's a longer, whatever the case may be. Who do you think you know? Is there enough talent in the backfield? Uh, assuming something happens and, and UK needs to find uh, that production in the backfield, what does this mean for Kentucky's offense uh, moving forward going into the fall? Uh, I do think there there possibly is enough. Uh, production in the backfield. The one thing that you can't really replace, two things you can't really replace. My requirement every play on offense is 3.5 yards. No matter what you do, we need to get at least a third of the, 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 the distance we need for a first down. Chris Rodriguez is averaging six yards a carry. So every time you snap the ball knowing Chris is back there, you're going to end up at least second and, second and four. So it is not the fact that Jatan can't do it, or Cavassier, or, or Wright. I think those guys can play, but are they going? To, are they guaranteeing you six every time? Or so if you're running play action, are you running your play knowing that okay, get your second and third, get your second and three position uh, play ready? And that's the thing about the experience. You know what you're getting out of Chris. Well, I think Jatan is going to be a really good running back, and and, then, and if something happens, he may develop really quickly and, and take over Chris's position. And Lavelle Wright, I think he can fill in. I think you, I think Donut's shown it in spring that he can do things. And we know we're getting out of Cavassier smoke, but none of that is as consistent as snapping the ball every time knowing what Chris is going to get you. Yeah, and Larry, you know, obviously details are not out, and, and you know, you, it's stupid to even try to speculate on what those details are. But uh, it, it's still a, a Chris Rodriguez size hole in the backfield is, I mean, that that is clearly a piece that Kentucky was relying on, is relying on, you know, obviously nothing is set in stone. We don't know the details of it, but there were several reports throughout the week that uh, things are just up in the air, that it's a, it's, you know, moving, moving target, different pieces moving around. Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, and I think it's something that it's, it's at least worth, it, worth acknowledging that uh, you got to figure out who could step up. And Larry, is there somebody that you think can step up? Is it enough? Uh, what is your confidence level right now? Uh, chain, you know, this week compared to last week before uh, kind of all this, this buzz and speculation started coming out. Well, mine's not changed any because, as Anthony said, there's nothing official yet. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of old enough I don't worry about what I don't know to worry about. And, and as of right now, until Mark Stoops or Vince Maris or somebody says that uh, somebody's not going to be on the team, I think you just assume that they are on the team and go and go forward. And there's not a whole lot the coaches can do over the summer anyway with players until they get ready to start back to uh, fall or preseason 
practice. I think, as Anthony talked about, they've got a deep room there in the running back. But with Chris Rodriguez, I mean, you can talk about a guy that's got a chance to become the all-time leading rusher at at Kentucky if this senior season, or this year goes the way that he hoped it would. So I think the best thing to do is just to exercise patience, wait and see what plays out, and then if, if then if we know something, then you worry. But as of today, yeah, I'm still as confident in Kentucky going into the next season as I was a week ago. I, I tell you what, here, here's two things. If Just because we offer a lot of information on this show, and a lot of people don't want to touch this subject, I'll tell you these two things. A uh, uh, subject, not biased by the subject. It, it can happen with anybody. If there's a disciplinary one, I don't think Stoops is really available at this point. I don't think he's around the, the facility. So whatever happened with Chris is there's a protocol. You do this, this, and this. So until Stoops gets back and gets to sit down and see where Chris's mindset is, then, you know, if Chris doesn't agree with the discipline, then then Chris can leave. Or if Chris does agree with it, okay, if the, the discipline is really strenuous, then maybe Chris may not want to endure that, which those are far-fetched things. The thing about Coach Stoops, and you know this, you and Larry both know this, that if there was a reason that Chris was not going to be at the University of Kentucky, he will let him know immediately so that he can find somewhere else to go. Well, no, because you can't play here or there's a, you know some friction or whatever the disagreement is. Stoops has been great about letting these guys know early enough so you can continue your, your athletic career. So I, I'm, I'm with Larry. There's nothing to worry about now. I think it's all just formality and processing. And Stoops is not around to make a firm decision at this point because it is offseason. And, Larry, real quickly before we hit on this next interview, we like you said, there's nothing official or confirmed from U.K. side of things on Chris Rodriguez. But they did confirm that Alabama transfer Javon Baker will not be a Wildcat this fall. Uh, clearly somebody that the U.K. was relying on uh, at the wide receiver position. And now uh, very convenient timing with, with us having uh, Coach McPeak coming on. Uh, Dane Key is the guy that I think U.K. internally is thinking, all right, let's roll. This is a guy that stepped in from day one. Expectations are extremely high. He, he outperformed the expectations this, this spring and uh, played very well in the spring game. There's a lot of internal confidence about his growth. I think Rich Scangarello uh, did, when it, did some interview where he said that he looked like a future NFL player, said he was further along than anybody that he's met uh, just in ter- at this stage in terms of being polished and all that. Uh, just with this absence uh, of Javon Baker, you know, what do you think that means for Dane Key? What, what do you think, uh, you know, his, his status is now going into the fall in terms of, uh, you know, your expectations for him? Well, again, it hadn't changed because I've, I've been a big Dane fan for a couple of years, and I think what you saw him do in the spring, I think the coaches were thinking those are things Dane could do, maybe just not quite as quick as what he has done them. And then don't also don't forget, they've got three receivers still not on campus that are coming in. That The speed that those guys have in uh, Barry and Brown and uh, Jordan Anthony, who's a national sprint champion, that I just saw where Brandon White, the receiver, out of Cincinnati, just ran a 10.300 in the regional track meet this week. So they've got three speedsters coming in, too. So I think they feel pretty good. They don't have a lot of experience, but I think they feel pretty good about what they got in that receiver room. Well, we are going to be 
talking about a, a couple of those key pieces uh, here with Coach McPeak, uh, with Dekel Crowdis and Dan Key, uh, both coming from Frederick Douglass, are very close and, and uh, obviously know that situation very well. So we'll be talking a whole lot of that here with uh, Coach McPeak after the break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank, Sunday morning sports talk on 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's as our Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. Give us a call, 859-280-2287. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White and on the phone with Larry Vaught. Also joining us, very excited to have on Frederick Douglass head coach Nathan McPeak. Coach, thank you for coming on with us this morning. I appreciate you having me on. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're hanging in there. We just wrapped up a segment, uh, you know, talking about a, a door that just opened for Dane Key, uh, Alabama wide receiver transfer. Javon Baker will not make it on campus. Uh, so, the you know, there's a lot of speculation right now that Dane is is a guy that could step in and start from year one. Uh, there's just so much buzz right now about Dane. You know, just kind of what can you say uh, about that buzz and and uh, you just kind of. Uh, how, how excited are you to see Dane uh, turn that, you know, kind of potential into production, uh, potentially as early as uh, his his first year on campus? Yeah, I mean, I, he's obviously, you know, all his accolades are well well noted, and uh, he's a great player, uh, even better person. But um, I'm not shocked. Um, you know, he was obviously a great player for us, but you know, he he is uh, mature. He understands how to watch film. Uh, he understands all the things that are, you know, that need to be um, <clears throat> uh, necessary to be a great receiver. Um, you know, obviously his dad played at UK and his brothers with the Chiefs and played at Western, so he comes from a football family. Uh, so he, he understands the work that needs to be done, um, you know, throughout the whole entire process to be the best player he can be. But. Um, obviously, you know, I didn't know that he was going to, you know, go in and get as many reps as he did in the spring with, you know, the first group. And that was a joy to see. And obviously had a good spring game and I know I'll have a good summer. I saw him, uh, got to see him at graduation, um, on Friday. So that was good to see him. He's a lot bigger already and you can tell he's putting on a lot of mass. So, uh, he's going to have a great career at UK. And I know, you know, all, all the talk right now is about Dane. You know, he's kind of the, the flashy new toy. Everybody's excited for him. But, you know, Dekel Crowdis is kind of that flashy new toy as well. Uh, we didn't get to see him in year one uh, due to injury. But, you know, the, with that speed on the outside, I know everybody's talking about Dane right now as that potential replacement for uh, that Alabama transfer. But, uh, I mean, you, you got you to gotta feel pretty optimistic about where things stand with Dekel as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, coming off an of injury, you know, and DeKell really wasn't, uh, you know, injured a lot in the high, at his high school career, so it was kind of an adjustment for him going in and, you know, obviously adjusting in college football, then he gets hurt and, you know, still still coming off of that. But he's obviously a great, talented player, um, you know, with a lot of speed, you know, get the ball in his hands, he can do a lot of great things, so... Uh, looking forward to seeing how he get, how he does in camp, and then you know obviously throughout the season. Hey, coach, I know you got a lot of players over at uh, at UK right now, uh, and I've been watching you guys from afar. Most of those guys that play for you are, are, are my adopted nephews and whatnot. Are you surprised at uh, 
the transition from those guys, I know we're going to speak about the other ones in detail, but does it surprise you? And I know we talked about DeKale, we talked about Dane, uh, we know we got to talk about Jagger, uh, and, you know, other guys down, coming down the line. Are you surprised at the transition? Is that something you guys work on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously at the high school level, um, you know, we, we try to, at least I do, I believe in running it like a college system. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a football family. I come from a football background. So obviously that's why I do this. And, um, you know, we try to run it, you know, kind of like a college, you know, we, we have a complete, obviously off season programs. We have you know, individual work that we work with our players, uh, you know, obviously we just come off of spring practice. I do it late in the year, so college coaches can come watch us. We go at six in the morning. Uh, we have six a.m. workouts uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, and we have, like I said, we try to run it with meetings and and walkthroughs, and we do kind of part part whole as far as practice organization goes. And I know a lot of people are doing that, but you know, I feel like that's really the biggest feedback I get from guys that are in college right now is they're very thankful for the schedule and kind of the, the workmanlike attitude that we have in our program. And um, I think they adjust pretty well to that. Obviously there's only so much we can do at the high school level uh, with, with what they can do in college, but I think they're at least used to that schedule. And, uh, you know, our strength conditioning program is great with coach Ed Toll and been doing it 20 plus years. Um, you know, I think all of that goes into that as well with that adjustment period. And, uh, how much say so did you have? And I know it's probably a great surprise and a great thing for Ty Bryant, who's already uh, committed to us, but he decides mm-hmm. he's going to come back for another year. I didn't, and Larry mm-hmm. Vaught didn't know this till we talked to his dad that he turned seven, just turned seventeen. So he's he'll be seventeen at the end of this season. So if if he would have came yeah. to UK, he would have entered UK newly turned seventeen. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's uh, he's a young young kid, but you know he's basically going to be a, a four-year starter uh, he played some as a freshman as well so really you know with his extra year with the senate bill he, he took advantage of you know he's obviously going to play in the most games uh that he can in his high school career but um you know he's he's going to be a really good player you know i've told coach Stoops and coach morrow i think you know, down the line he can be a captain type of kid at uk i mean he's a great leader on and off the field he's a great student very cerebral um, you know, I enjoy talking with him, and uh, he's just a great leader for us. And, you know, he's got the ears of his teammates, which is big for me to see as the head football coach because they listen to him because he does put the work in. Uh, but he's going to have a great career as well. And selfishly, I'm, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I, when his parents came to me about, you know, coming back and, you know, trying to mature a little bit and going into U.K. after this coming year and taking advantage of that, I was – I was kind of surprised, but, you know, I'll leave it up to the families, and we had some other players take advantage of that as well. But uh, selfishly, I'm kind of glad because he's a great player and he's going to have a great year for us. Hey, Coach, uh, we only got – well, I'll ask you – well, no, I'm going to ask you. Uh, we probably can answer it on the other side of this break so you can <laughs> get a good answer for us. But is there – nobody's ever probably asked you this. Is there any possibility with Vito Tisdale going down that – is it off – is it – uh, all the way off the table that Ty can still not change and go to UK this summer, seeing that we're they're down at the safe position where they expect him to play. But we, we'll 
answer that on the other side of this break, Shaq, maybe. Cool. Yep, let's do that. Let's go on and, and hit this next break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank. Sunday morning sports talk on 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk. Presented by the Leach Report Radio Network on 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White and Larry Vaught on the phone. Also with us, Coach McPeak over at Frederick Douglass. We ended the last segment with a question from Anthony uh, about Ty Bryant's status. Anthony, if you, I don't know if you want to uh, go over that question one more time or how, however you want to do it. Oh, uh, yeah, Coach. So basically, uh, we kind of we got a super senior. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Uh, Tyrell Agent, and we have Redshirt Jr., then we have freshmen behind him. Uh, with Vito Tisdale going down, we expect it to be a huge part in the safety room. Uh, is there no way that uh, Ty can change or uh, decide to come in this summer so that he can start to groom and help out? Because we're going to be young next year, and we're also depleted this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I'm not really sure. Obviously, I haven't had that conversation with – you know, UK, and that has to do with scholarships and, you know, obviously the, the compliance of it on that end of it. As far as his coursework goes, it's obviously no issue. But uh, as far as I know, the next step for Ty is he's going to do an official visit at UK, I think the second week of June uh, for that weekend when they have a lot of official visits. But um, I, I'm going I'm to I'm say probably he can't do that, but I would have to go through and check a lot of those things. Thing that we've discussed, and I do know that he's going to early enroll uh, in January after this season, uh, so right after football season, and uh, he'll be over there to do spring ball the following year, and all that is the plan right now. Okay, and about the guys who are already on campus, the one we really didn't get a whole lot of, what are you hearing about Jagger Burton? Uh, we lost a lot of offensive line, and there's opportunity for guys to uh, step up. What are you hearing from him, from the coaches? I mean, he had a great spring. Uh, I was able to go over and watch watch him a couple times for practice. And, uh, you know, he's obviously a lot bigger, uh, getting bigger, faster, stronger. And, um, you know, he he learned a lot a year ago. You know, anytime you come in and, um, you know, you you have uh, some changes with the offensive line coaches and now you have a new new guy getting used to him from the 49ers and, uh, but I'm hearing a lot of great things uh, from the coaches about his work ethic. He obviously is a great athlete, and I think he's going to, you know, compete for playing time because he's ready 
uh, mentally, and obviously he's gotten a lot stronger and uh, more physical for SEC play. So uh, really looking forward to seeing how he progresses through camp and, you know, to be able to hopefully win a starting spot. And you guys have done a great job in developing players, and that's why most of them end up at UK. But I'm kind of sad, and I'm happy for you on the farm as a whole. Uh, Chop, my, my man Chop, uh, Jamarian Harkless, has been getting yes, a sir. lot of praise here recently, and most of it uh, has been from Georgia. Uh, I, I don't know if, if UK is as big on him as Georgia has been, but with Georgia come knocking with that, that defense line they had last year, is what, what is the deal with that? Is, is that something that Hark is looking at? Are you guys uh, developing that way? Is he leaning toward Georgia? Or is this just the beginning of the interest he's going to gain? We actually uh, sat down with him and his family uh, the last day of school. Uh, so Thursday it was. Uh, we finished up Wednesday and kind of worked out his June calendar of kind of where he's going to visit and all that and all that's obviously his deal. He can do that. That's, that's uh, where he's going to go. But uh, just basically getting a plan together. Uh, he's actually going to UGA uh, on uh, June 1st and then um, he'll be traveling back and doing an official visit at Illinois uh, on June 3rd to the 5th. And then he's going to visit some other SEC schools throughout the throughout June that I've offered him and kind of narrowed down kind of what he wants to do. But, um, you know, he's obviously, you know, I told people two years ago, I thought he was going to be a P5 kid, um, you know, just a matter of, you know, how he progressed. And you can tell at a young age when guys got that and when they don't. But he's, you know, he's a 300-pound kid that moves like he's 250 and he's got great functional mobility in his hips and stuff he can't teach. So, uh, it's going to make him a high recruit, and I'm happy for him, but he knows he's still got a lot of work to do. But uh, as far as, you know, kind of what his decision is, he can kind of answer that, you know, after he goes on his visits here in June. But it's going to be busy for him and his family. And uh, But it's a good thing. You know, it's uh, I'm happy for him and happy for our program. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting to see what he decides to do down the road. And I also want to ask you, uh, sticking with Harkless, uh, there has been a lot of – talking heads from his little league days to his middle school days that you just mm-hmm. you just kind of brought up and made me think about it. I didn't hear a whole lot about him last year and, and the year before, but the, the talking heads were, well, he maybe what did something click with him? Did he recommit himself? Did you have sit down and have a talk with him? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's always, you know, he's obviously a very quiet kid, uh, and a lot of people that have coached him kind of know that. He's very soft-spoken. Uh, he's, he loves football. He loves the process of football, and uh, you know, I think he had a good year last year. He had a you know a few injuries, just soft tissue things, and missed a few games with a couple of issues last year. But he he played really well in the playoffs, and then that kind of that momentum kind of carried you know from the state championship game into the best of Midwest, uh, which he won um, the whole camp. He was the MVP of that camp, uh, which is a pretty well known uh, you know college prospect camp in February in Indianapolis, and it just kind of went from there. Um, you know, with the Georgia stuff, they actually uh, saw some workout videos I posted of him. Uh, you know, I like to film our guys that, you know, when they're doing hip mobility and functionality things. And, uh, you know, it's just about marketing your players and, uh, you know, sending videos out of how they progress. So I think he's going to have a big senior year. Um, you know, obviously he's got to continue getting in good shape and, um, you know, getting bigger, faster, stronger like all kids. But I think he's going to have a great year and he's going to do really well in camps.
I watched, I watched a lot of your games. You guys obviously blew out a lot of people. And one of my guys I want to ask about, and you can tell us about other guys we can look forward to, but the one guy I want to ask you about was uh, James Mickey. He plays my position, was a running back. You know, I coached him uh, in middle school, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be good. I, I thought he has he needed to develop some, but every time I watch one of your games in the third quarter because you guys are blowing, and I'm like, that looks like Mickey. And sure enough, Cisco yeah. Bryant said, yeah, that is Mickey. He's getting he's, he's second on the depth chart. Is, is he going to get a lot more playing time? Is he expected to, to tote the ball a lot for you this year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, some media people, obviously, they're just getting started with high school football stuff. But, you know, the last couple of weeks I've gotten some media calls and they're asking about the running back position. And In my opinion, that's one of our best rooms we have on our team. Um, you know, it's deep. They're athletic. Um, you know, we, we actually could probably roll a couple backs every series because you got, you know, T.J. Horton runs a 4-4. Mickey's a big, powerful back. Uh, we we really like a sophomore uh, named Farrell Watts that has a lot of athleticism that played really well in our freshman team last year. And uh, obviously, you got you know Ty can go back there and play, and he did last year. And then you got Davon Hart that was our starter uh, from last year. Um, you know, played a lot of football and, and catches the ball well out of the backfield. So. We feel really good about really five backs that we can roll in and out. So, you know, it's something that, you know, we're blessed to be able to have. And I'm excited about how those guys are going to compete in camp and uh, who's going to get more playing time. Like I told them, whoever has a hot hand, you know, you're you're getting it. You're staying in the game. So that's always good when you have that competitive uh, stuff on your roster. What are uh, some of the younger guys that we probably haven't heard about? Uh, you know, you, you send you send guys to Division One every year, so there's always guys being replaced, but there's always guys waiting in the uh, waiting in the trenches to get their opportunity. Who are some of the younger guys who's made an impact to you this spring uh, that we will hear of that stepped up that yeah. we haven't heard of? Well, we have two uh, offensive linemen um, that are going to be P5 kids. D'Amico Kennedy's a 24. His brothers played for us as well. Uh, lap, you know, when we started our program, and uh, he's he's athletic. Um, you know, he's about six three. He's got long arms. Uh, Illinois offered him a couple weeks ago, and I think he'll have really good camps this, in June. And I'm actually taking him to a couple myself, and um, I think he's going to blow up as well. And then our right tackle, Zuri Madison, um, doesn't have a lot of high school film because I didn't really need him last year. But he is really, really came on in spring, had a great spring practice. You know, we're blessed to have over 50 colleges come watch our spring ball in May. And every one of them asked about him, you know, because he's 6'5", he's 280, he's got great feet. Uh, he's going to be a P5 offensive tackle as well. I mean, he's both those kids have Jagger-type athleticism. They're not quite to his level yet. they got some development to do, but I think those two kids are in the 24 class are going to be next in line. And then we have two corners, uh, Terion Hicks and Jeremiah Lowe, uh, that are 24 kids as well that are going to be P5 defensive backs. So I think they're going to have really good uh, June camps as well. And I know both those guys are going to go to UK's camp. And, uh, they're going to a couple other ones, uh, but they're gaining a lot of interest. Northwestern really likes both of them. So, um, I'll be surprised if they don't get a bunch of P5 offers moving forward because they're great football players and they got great grades. So I think in the 24 class, uh, we could potentially have seven kids that go P5. Uh, that's what I think is going to end up happening if they play well and they keep developing like they can. But 
it's exciting times, and uh, we'll keep chipping away and trying to win a state championship. And on that note, uh, you know, you mentioned the U.K. camps and, you know, the, the pipeline that, that has kind of developed between U.K. What, you know, are there any players individually right now that the U.K. has a close eye on that they like? And, and I guess more importantly, uh, are there any kids right now that, that uh, have, have a close eye on U.K. and, you know, kind of see U.K. as their dream school? Who uh, should we as Kentucky fans kind of keep a close eye on to keep that pipeline moving forward? Well, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of kids they're looking at. I mean, they've offered Harkless, so, you know, I know they're going to recruit him hard, and they like his, you know, upside, obviously. So, you know, I think think they like him a lot, and there's obviously all of our kids, you know, anytime you play high school football with guys and they're at a university, that's always a cool thing. And, um, you know, I think Jeremiah Lowe is a kid that, you know, there's a lot of interest there, and I know, I know he's going to go to camp and do some things with him, so – you know, and then there's some other guys, you know, like I said, they could be interested in both our offensive linemen and, um, you know, their athleticism as well moving forward. I think a lot of that's just going to depend on, you know, kind of what they're looking for and, um, you know, how they do in camp. But like I said, there's a bunch of kids in that 24 class that I think they're going to get a lot of interest and obviously Harkless in the 23 class. Well, Larry, uh, do, you, do you have anything r- real quick before we uh, got to hit this next break? No, I'm good. Well, I do. Since Larry's not going to tell you, Coach, and uh, I told you, I told Larry I'm part of the farm. Y'all going down to Boyle County. He wants me to ride down there with him to the game. I told him I'm going to go, but I'm standing on Douglas' side, if you will have me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, hopefully we can play a lot better. They, they come down and handed it to us there the last week of the season last year. I told Coach Haddock since said, take it easy on us this year, but uh, – you know, I know our kids will be, you know, they obviously have a great program and, uh, you know, they, it'll be uh, it'll be good for us to go experience that atmosphere that late in the season and hopefully both teams can, you know, stay injury-free, uh, you know, going into the playoffs. But I know this past year it really helped us going into the playoffs. Um, you know, you never want to lose, but it really exposed some things that we had to go back and fix and, you know, really helped us propel us to, uh, you know, get back in the state championship game. But, yeah, it should be a great game, and uh, they do a great job. Obviously, perennial state champions, and uh, they know how to win. So it's a good, good game for us to be able to go compete in. Well, Coach, we genuinely appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to, to catching up here again soon. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day, and have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You are listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk Live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. Give us a call, 859-280-2287. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White at the Clark's Pump and Shop. Uh, also with us on the phone, Larry Vaught. We just had an awesome conversation there with Coach McPeak over at Frederick Douglass. Larry, uh, appreciate you setting that one up, and uh, a lot of great stuff. I, I love what he had to say about uh, th- those two receivers, Dane Key and, and Dekel Crowdis. A lot of good stuff. Clearly uh, a lot of optimism around the U.K. program, uh, especially considering the this most recent news about Javon Baker not making it on campus. Not too, uh, not too bad options to have. Uh, at your disposal moving forward. With, 
Are you there, Larry? Oh, yeah. Were you talking to me, Jack? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking to Anthony there. No, yeah, just uh, good good conversation there with Coach McPeak and uh, uh, specifically there about Dane Key and Nikel Crowdis. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both going to be really good players. I think Dane had a terrific spring, and I think we have yet to see what Nikel can do. And, again, there's going to be a lot of good receivers in, in that uh, in that room, and I think there's going to be a lot of competition for playing time. There's not uh, the Wondell Robinson-type star, but there's a lot of guys that I think want to be that Wondell Robinson star, and we'll see who can be. Larry, I'm surprised you don't want to step up and tell Coach, I didn't know you were that type of guy. You don't want to tell Coach when he's talking about the Boyle County game that you're trying to get me on the other side. He asked you one thing, you should have told him what I told you. You said I, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance. You, you guys were rolling, so I just was listening. Oh, okay. But no, but uh, with uh, Javon Baker not not coming, I thought was huge because I had kind of had him penciled in as as one of the, the starting receivers, and just the experience of being I thought was huge. Experience of being in Alabama's locker room and experience of you know the the, the minimal reps he did get is they. Just the experience level gives you a little bit more than Dane can bring just from having been out there. But that is a huge hit, no matter what anybody thinks about it. But that does give the younger guys an opportunity. And, you know, we've talked all season about uh, was it Will? Was it Wondell? Was it the offense last year? And just coming back this year, Will be having a familiarity with his receivers should make him a lot better than he was last year. He doesn't have Wondell, but he should have more options and he should be able to read his options a lot better because he has more time to uh, develop with the uh, quarterback coach and the offense coordinator. So, that's, that's amazing, Anthony, because I talked to your quarterback, Tim Couch, uh, the other day, and he basically said the, the same thing uh, about that. So I can see why you guys hooked up so well together. You think just alike. Yeah, if you look at the people Tim threw the ball to in those two years, he threw the ball to everybody. If you get open, and that was, and that was your motivation to get open, because if you if you get open, you're gonna get the ball. If you don't, somebody else is gonna be open, and they're gonna get the ball. So, I, I, I echo what Tim says. So, I, my my thing about losing Baker at this point, or the information with Baker, I think some things probably were not disclosed when when we offered them mm-hmm. that may have surfaced, and they just decided both part ways but knowing this early gives us a chance to not wait for them until summer or not summer but uh opening camp a fall camp and then uh find out that we won't have them yeah and it's almost kind of exciting right like you know you have so much young talent on the outside guys that you know just to be totally honest uk hasn't had that type of young talent you know early on in the stoops era every year we complained oh can't get a a young guy you know the the drop issues and you know there, there are so many issues at finding superstar talent and then you we were starting to get it but it was coming from the transfer portal and you know that's kind of what they were going to rely on going into this year with Tavion Robinson and Javon Baker uh, Larry but now you are finally able to utilize so much that young town like you said you, you still got more pieces coming in this summer with Barry and Brown and, and you know some of these other guys there's there is just so much optimism right now that I, I it kind of shocked at how you know not worried I am about losing who uh, an Alabama transfer receiver that was expected to start. I guess that's just kind of more of a statement uh, and a testament to what what Stoops is doing and, and how well they're recruiting there on the outside. Yeah, and I mean I don't know if, if, 
if Baker was expected to start, if he, at the time they took him, he just was a guy they thought was certainly worth going ahead and bringing in and seeing what happened. And then Dane Key did what he did in the spring. And maybe some of the other returning receivers did a little bit more for him, too. And maybe there's some things with Baker they really didn't have a choice. I, I don't know. But I know when you're bringing in Brown and you're bringing in Anthony and you're bringing in Brandon White, those are three guys that can fly. So can kill Crowdis. I mean, Barry Brown just won four state track championships. So, I mean, I, I like, and, and you know, Anthony, it's your buddy Van House loves that they're bringing in guys that run track because we heard what he said a couple of weeks ago about how important he thought that was. So they're bringing in three receivers who are going to be state sprint champions. And that's you just can't have any substitute for speed, and they're certainly added in there. Speaking of track, we will have UK uh, freshman standout Sophie Galloway on after the break. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 W. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.